0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. And unfortunately, it's the Christmas edition, Christmas episode, Christmas whatever you want to call it, three weeks into the new year. Or two weeks into the new year. At some point in time. Whenever you're listening to it, this is technically the Christmas episode, so sorry. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, drop any reviews you want to drop and share the podcast around, it's the best way to get the word out there. Right, let's get started, so here we go, this is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline Podcast. Hello. How are you doing? You alright? Good. If you are okay, good. If you're not okay, then, you know, maybe listening to this will make it okay. Let's look at it that way. Thoughts? Um, so it's it's that time where I will say the same thing that I say... Um I I think I said it last week. In last week's episode. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be saying it in this week's episode. The strange thing about the world of podcasting is um the way they're recorded um can have very a very different effect. And the effect of this one is that I'll be talking a lot about Christmas um three weeks after Christmas. But that's just the way it is. Um I imagine anybody listening to this right now has probably put Christmas well and truly in the rear view for whatever reason, and I'm going to bring it back with a vengeance. Um, but not just yet, you're okay. So, the list is huge this week, and all that can mean, surely, is that I'll blast through this in about 30 minutes and be like, wasn't that big a list, was it? Um, But the first thing on the list uh, was earlier in the week um, motivation had completely left the building. Completely gone. Zero motivation. Which um, for me being um, or trying to be a quote-unquote active person, um, without the motivation, it's very difficult to do that. Um, what that looks like, there's a lot of sitting. There's a lot of uh, lot of staring at your phone. A lot of um, just kind of waiting. Um... What it should look like is going out for a run taking the dog for a walk getting on the treadmill lifting weights and all that um but the day was getting the i was gonna say the day was getting longer the day wasn't getting longer the day is the same amount of time the the point in time in the day when i'd start doing stuff was getting later and later um and then I watched a video, the other day uh, One of these fitness, fitness YouTubers And they were talking about this very thing They were talking about being a person who was previously overweight Then getting into like the health and fitness space And, you know, being being on it for 10 years But then realising that there were these points in time. Where the motivation would just completely drop out. And instead of doing an hour in the gym. It's like I did 20 minutes and called it a day. Um, The number of runs in a week were going down. And the distance was going down. And eventually it was just like. I'm not doing that stuff as much. And the knowledge of. um, For. For this person, um, putting weight on um, and all that sort of stuff, and you know, in a lot of ways, watching that video helped because the person was saying like, you have to kind of almost like you kind of have to ride the wave of the lack of motivation. Whilst simultaneously knowing that you're probably not going to go back to being the very overweight and very inactive person um, Just bear in mind that there are these sort of, these lulls in motivation So I watched this video and I was like that's interesting because that's where you know I feel I'm I'm there I feel that's where I am I often at uh, this this time of year I often blame the time of year the weather um, you know there's that thing that humans animals um, in years gone by there would be some kind of hibernation you know you've got the animals that store up food through the the summer and the and the autumn, because they need it for the winter. You've got the bears that bulk up to giant sizes and then hibernate for X amount of time. When they emerge, they're like these shadows of their former selves. Um, and and there is a theory behind the natural want and need and drive to hibernate at this time of year um i've been i've been having this thing with my with my youngest daughter recently like anytime i ask her what she wants to do at the moment <coughs> her answer is literally i want to stay in um and you get a v- variety of different i want to stay in and watch tv i want to stay in and play i want to stay in and uh, but They all centre around, I want to stay in. I think I talked about recently, previously, both, about when she was ill, and all she wanted to do was stay in and watch TV, lie on the sofa sort of thing. And after a while I realised, well, hey, that's what you're supposed to do when you're not well. You're supposed to lie on the sofa, watch TV, and feel sorry for yourself. Um... But obviously, there is a but because succumbing to this lack of motivation and saying that some of these things are okay when they're maybe not doesn't help. Doesn't help somebody like me who is um, massively overweight, doesn't help somebody like me who um, has struggled in the past with um, keeping active and being active and that sort of stuff, um, and you just you have to battle through it. You have to break through the barrier of that that lack of motivation. But that in itself can be can be tiring, can be exhausting, can be difficult to do and achieve. Um, and there are times when it feels like you've conquered a mountain. Just because you went out the door and ran. Um, Something that on any other day you would do without really thinking about it. Um, So, there was very much a point in the last week where I was just constantly bumping up against this brick wall. And then watching that video really helped me. And... Now, I feel I've now dropped back into like the mid-ground. The mid-ground is... uh, I know I have X number of things that I need to get done in the day. And rather than leaving them to the the last thing I want to do sort of area, there's more of a... Oh, well, I need to get it done because I need to move on and do other things. Um, The other version is just absolutely... Balls to the wall, hard charging, flying out of bed, flying out the door, getting it all done. You've got it. You've got everything done by lunchtime. Um, and weirdly, I had a conversation this evening about how that's that's my um, that's my goal for one of the days this week is to get everything done by lunchtime. Um, and. It is the time of year for setting goals. Not something I necessarily believe in, to a degree. Um, but I, I do it. I do it slightly different to the way other people do things like New Year's resolutions and stuff. But I'm sure we'll get into that in about a week's time. Um, last week. I was talking about how I'd had a uh, a, a Facebook suspension um, Pleased to report In some ways um, I have got Facebook back Okay, so there we go Did they, at any point, give me any indication Why I, I got a suspension? Because that's one of the questions I've been asked by a couple of people. And the answer is, categorically not. Did Facebook achieve gaining two things that they will have wanted from me by suspending my account? Absolutely. Um, Do I use Facebook in any way, shape or form that would get me a facebook suspension no no and no, i don't so as i was saying last week there's a higher chance that facebook suspended my account to get personal information from me than anything else and do you know the thing i realized This is going to be quite ironic in a lot of ways. The thing I realised was. I wasn't sad about losing Facebook. Because of the time drain that it puts on. There were two things I was sad to lose. One was the podcast Facebook page. I wouldn't have been able to access it. And that would have essentially been a media down for the podcast. The other was the photographs that i have on facebook admittedly not many admittedly certainly nothing in many many years but that's part of it some of the photographs on there will be 10 plus years old so they're like little bits of history and if i ever need those little bits of history i can go and get them and without a facebook account i wouldn't have been able to um if I'm honest I just feel completely used by the process I feel it was a dirty, dirty trick So There we go um, Maybe people should watch out for Facebook suspensions for absolutely no reason um like i said at the at the top of this there will be conversation some form of conversation about christmas um and here's one of them we went to the it's it's come up many times on the podcast the um the bird of prey center um we went to do to quote-unquote, do Christmas at the Bird of Prey Centre. Now then, if anybody remembers back to Halloween, we went to do Halloween at the Bird Centre. And it was very enjoyable, so I expected a high standard for Christmas. And, shortest version is it didn't disappoint. Uh, We got to see Father Christmas, and uh, the children got to see Father Christmas. Uh, even I got to see Father Christmas. I got a, a very nice gift from Father Christmas. Um, and it was, it was very much in the vein of the way they'd done Halloween. Apart from, they did a performance. There was a performance. They had a tent, lots of seats, get in there. Get a performance from uh, the elf Noel and the Grinch. literally (laughs) literally the day before it was revealed that my youngest daughter is scared of the Grinch but she's not just scared of the Grinch she is terrified of the Grinch so suggesting to her hey let's go (laughs) to a performance of somebody and the Grinch she was like I'm good thanks uh, well, no, come on, let's let's go because that's what we're here to do. And no, no, I, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, but it's part of it. We we we're going to the Grinch. Um, not a happy bunny. Sat at the back. Didn't didn't participate. Didn't join in. Um, I think she did enjoy it um, because it was it was like a funny version of the Grinch rather than uh, a mean version of the Grinch. Um, but that's not not what I actually wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about something that happened during the performance. So you've got like three rows of seats, all of children, all at the front. Then everything behind that was parents and the odd child that didn't want to join in. So you've got all the children They're all sitting very well They're all joining in and interacting And doing the things that they're supposed to do And saying the things they're supposed to say And all of that After a while There were um, There were two boys And these two boys Started doing the Kind of Oh we're We're going off book so they were, they were going a bit over the top with the joining in. Uh, they were joining in at points in time that they weren't supposed to. And that sort of stuff. Which, there was 30 kids in there. It's bound to happen. Then, came a point in time where these two boys, one was, I'd say one was five, and one was probably about two and a half. Uh, they then decide to start running around Running around the place Now, it was quite a big space But it also had to fit in a lot So it had to fit a stage in And all the stuff on the stage It had to fit in um, Things off to the side of the stage Like tables and things To hold stuff on um, So that was all like a third Then there was all this seating And then there was space like Either side of the seating and behind the seating like people to stand, um, so it was big—a big space, but it was also quite compact. So when you've got two young boys running round, when there's, you know, probably seventy people in there, it's a bit—it's a bit much. It's—it's it's probably not overly acceptable can we agree there can we agree with this can we is this agreeable are we all okay with this this so there's a point in time where I'm like where is the parent of these children where is their mum where is their dad where is their grandparent where is their parent or and or guardian that's gonna pop up and say You two boys, stop running around We're not supposed to be running around We're here to watch the show, interact, all that Just maybe calm it down a touch Where is the parent? Who's doing doing that bit? You know, the parenting bit So it's all starting to get a little bit out of hand the grinch which you know for for any parents listening i think we can all understand the the grinch setup you know the the suit type deal we can all understand how difficult it will be for the grinch to you know see things the grinch had come down off the stage ...and come close to the children... um, ...and was interacting with the group of children... ...then came the point in time for... ...the Grinch to return to the stage... ...and away he goes, back towards the stage... ...and in what could only be described... ...in some ways as perfect timing... ...as the Grinch turned to walk back to the stage... ...the older of the two boys ran past him. Okay, no problems, no 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 fault, no foul. Which would have been fine, apart from the younger of the two boys, followed and essentially got run over by the Grinch. So Grinch practically steps on this child. Child falls backwards and bangs his head. On the stage Terrible thing for everybody involved You could see the person The the person doing the Grinch Was mortified However It was only at this point When As previously mentioned The two children that were doing something They shouldn't have been one of them gets clattered and bangs their head whilst falling over it's only then that the parent is then revealed has revealed themselves to the entire all the people there and oh oh dear the child has hurt themselves and oh woe is me and the child is inconsolable and all I could think was, was this the Grinch's fault? No, no, it was absolutely not in the wrong here. Was it the child's fault? Mm, partially. But really, it was the parent's, fault. the parent's fault. The parent who allowed both of their children to just tear the place up rather than just saying hey pack it in sit down be quiet just watch the performance and it was that i don't know if i felt like there was an air of i don't re- i don't know how to word it correctly there was an air of, that is absolutely what was going to happen. Or some version of that was going to happen. The child was going to fall over at some point. It was tough to watch. I'm not gonna lie, it was tough to watch. Um, a total... A total random... A total rando something that was super weird and super random happened the other day real quick I'm just, I just feel like this is worth mentioning me and Liam were upstairs having a conversation and I was like hey do you know what didn't turn up this parcel never turned up I'm very sad about that so we carried on talking I was like hey do you know what else never turned up that other parcel that never turned up so she's like, yeah, and do you know what? I ordered something that hasn't turned up either. It's very, very annoying. I'm like, yeah, it's annoying. And like, I imagine that for some of those items we've just discussed, they, they might never arrive. We've got postal strikes, you've got all these issues with like getting deliveries and all this, that and the other. Literally, as we finished having the conversation, there was a knock at the door. Leon went downstairs, opened the door, and it was one of our neighbours who basically said, here's all the parcels you've just said you haven't received. It was so weird. I was saying to Leon, I was like, that, that's weird, right? That's super weird. It was it was just like, literally as we finished saying, these parcels haven't turned up, they arrived. Re- really weird. Coincidence? I don't think so. Um, I think I talk about this every year Which on one hand Probably means I don't need to talk about it On the other hand It's kind of like a ritual And and it is about rituals Um, I had my standard Time to wrap some Christmas presents evening It was delightful Every year it's the same Every year I have to wrap presents I, um, I sit down I get all the, the presents out. I get all my wrapping paper, my sellotape, scissors, pen, sticky labels. I go on to Netflix. I put on uh, Richard Pryor live in concert. And uh, I listen to Richard Pryor live in concert whilst wrapping presents. This year I had that many presents to wrap, I actually got onto a second stand up special. But, um, something I was talking about this evening, something that, something that's been going on for for a few years now, um, Christmas Christmas is a difficult time for me, Uh, I've kind of had to come to terms with it. it, it's a difficult time of year um I, I've found myself to be quite emotional last few days um I, I watched a video earlier today um about a, an NFL player who's doing ni- something nice for a, a young man who'd lost his father, made me cry um I was listening to an audiobook walking the dog made me cry um when I think about certain things that certain aspects, um, people who people who ha- aren't here anymore, things like that, upsets me. Um, it's a difficult time of year for me, and um, it's become it's become harder over the last few years. And there's this element of oh, uh, you got to do it for the kids, but there are aspects of that that I'm struggling with. Like you have to you have to buy a lot of stuff and then the question of do they need any of it you know would they be happy with one gift or two gifts i was listening to something the other day and somebody was talking about um getting getting their christmas presents it was a a video from about a year ago somebody talking about getting their christmas present and they talk about they spoke about their christmas present and i was like you got one christmas present and then they were like but wait there was a second one, like it was this huge thing. I was like, "Wow, can you imagine?" Christmas has been weird for me this year. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest because I feel that the the truth might be a little bit harsh, but being honest is probably the best way to go with it. I'm struggling to see the point. I don't know if I get it anymore. Like. Like it's just this. It's this one day. And it's. It's largely miserable. I'm recording this on Boxing Day. It's Boxing Day right now. And I'm recording this and it's, uh, you know, nearly nine o'clock at night. And it's, it, like I say, it's boxed day. And it's all over now. And that, that question of, was it worth it? And the answer being, I don't know, but it doesn't feel like it. And I, I could I could honestly go on for hours. Things like, my youngest daughter, so far, of all of her gifts favorite thing, the thing that she has been walking around with since the moment she got it and the moment she opened it is a little toy that she got in her stocking and again and and it's going to get weirder so it's this tiny little Venom you know the the Spider-Man villain, Venom it's a little Venom and he's like a squishy little guy. He's like, um, like when I was little, it'd been a sort of thing that you'd like throw on a window and it'd like crawl down the window. But it's not one of those. It's just like that kind of squishy. Um, it that's what that's it. It probably cost a few pounds. It was it was in her stocking. It was one of the first things she got, and she's been carrying it around like it's some kind of freaking trophy. And I'm happy for her. I really am. I'm happy for her. I've got a Venom tattoo. So we're all on, you know, me and her are on the same page with this. Venom's cool. But if you compare it to some of the other things she got, kids are weird. I'm never going to tell you they're not. And I I said to Leanne, I was like, is it just one of those things that as a child you're always going to find? That something in your stocking is the most exciting thing of all the things you get. Is it just like a written rule? Is it like a law? I struggle. I struggle with things. I struggle with things with my with my older two. Um, you know, do they get? Are they actually going to get the time to appreciate any of the things? And some things that you buy and it's like are you going to play with it for long enough are you going to get the, the use out of it um, and a multitude of other things and I think I've seen I've seen on things previously that like Christmas Christmas Is like one of the biggest times of the year... For people to like volunteer for stuff. But I was was saying to Len... I was like part of me feels like... What we should have done is... Bought all the children... One thing. And then like... Donated the rest of the money. Like we should have taken the rest of the money... And bought like other children... Like... Other children presents and stuff... For like families where... Like disadvantaged families... Sort of thing. Because. You know. Like help other people. Kind of things. And I I did something this year. That I am. Um, if I'm honest. And I'm trying to be as honest as I can. And it's a difficult subject. And all this. If I'm honest. I'm absolutely disgusted with myself. And it's that i look at it now and i'm just like why did i do that um because i tried i try. i was uh, initially i was trying to help out and in doing that i've just ended up doing some something really silly and really and ultimately very selfish um i i felt i actually feel disgusted now um And then I saw a video... I saw a video on social media this morning... Where somebody was talking about how... They'd done the same thing... And how... And what a ridiculous concept it was... And it's like... I got some lovely gifts... I really did... I had some very nice gifts... Um, But... Very much like my daughter... If somebody said to you, what was your favourite gift? I bet I could say, oh, it was this. And nobody would guess it. Because gifts to me, some gifts mean a lot more to me than others. Um, I, I, For the last couple of days, I've just been feeling like I might be over Christmas. Christmas. And I don't know what that means for me, but the thing that worries me is what it means for for like like my family. Like, I I know for a fact that I can't turn around to my children and say, uh, "You're you're gonna get one present at Christmas, and that's it." I tried it two years ago. I said to them, "What if I told you you were gonna get one present for Christmas?" And they were like, no. I was like, all right. Well, if I told you we are going to get two presents, a big present and a and a smaller present, and they were like, that's kind of better, but but no, we, we'd like more presents. I was like, but do you? And part of me was part of me was having a joke and laughing and stuff, and another part of me was doing some actual research. I just... Part of me thinks that I'd I'd be like... Right, I'm going to buy all you guys' presents. But I'm going to kind of go and do my own thing. And just find a way to like... Do volunteer work. Or... Or find like somewhere to help out. With something. You know, like go, go to like an old people's home. And just, you know... Find... I don't know, like find find elderly people who who don't have family to visit and stuff. And just like sit and have a chat with them. You know, I I don't know. I feel like I'm spinning spinning out of control. I just I'm starting to feel like I'm over the whole thing. It, it's just a bit much. Fun is a fun one for you. I find that I've I've interspersed little fun things in between bigger things this week's podcast. Um, pulled my back, putting on a pair of trousers. Um, I've got some I've got some issues. Um, Say. So, to say that I've got back problems is isn't right. The back is a byproduct of something else. I have a leg issue, um, something that I've been trying to correct, something that I've been trying to uh, release the pain, release the tightness. Um, something that I've said that uh, one of my goals for next year is to actually. Like actually try and try and sort it out, however that is. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not looking at like like a surgery kind of thing. I'm looking at like you know deep tissue massage kind of sort it out. Um, so the other day, I was getting changed to go uh, to go in the gym and work out. I was like, right, I need to put some workout trousers on, and I knew it was going to happen because when I put, I started putting my leg in. I was like, "Ooh, there's a twinge there," and rather than addressing the twinge, I did a super, super stupid thing and kind of like flung my leg out to try and get my leg into the legging type thing, the the leg thing faster. I was hurrying and it just, yeah, there was just like an explosion of pain in my back and then I spent the next three days dealing with that and this thing, this knowledge of living in a world where at any minute the dumbest thing I can think of and do can cause days or weeks Of excruciating pain But like I say So at the the moment I've worked out that It kind of Kind of originates Starts low level in in my shoulders Then it moves into the lower back And then it moves into like the hip And then down the the thigh Uh, The knee is, is really affected by it uh, and into the into the lower leg this pain goes that far this issue goes that far that since i've been trying to like release the pain the tension and all those things i have a bruise that has developed on my big toe and i don't think it's an external bruise i think it's like an internal bruising I think it's to do with like a muscle that must somehow go from like my shoulders to my big toe, basically so uh so yeah, pull my back, put on a pair of trousers. I've reached that age. it's fantastic, it's a great time. I really love it, obviously, that's not true um just realised that I was supposed to I was supposed to put something on to charge. There we go, that's making a noise, telling me that it's charging. So, where are we on the list? Went to do a parkrun. That was where we were on the list. Went to do a parkrun. Christmas Eve parkrun action. I was very excited for it. Until I pulled my back and was like, damn it. Uh what was what was super fun, super interesting, I managed to convince Leanne it was time to dip her toe into the run waters. So she signed up and came came with. Uh so there was four of us. There was myself, the dog, Leanne, and my son in his posture. Uh, so off we went to do a park run. We got there with plenty of time. She went off to do her first time briefing. And then we got set up at the start line and away we went. Me and the dog took off, left Leanne and the boy in the dirt. Um, unintentional, but kind of just <laughs> something took over and we just went. And I was like, ah, damn it. But then I'd kind of, because I'd Set off the word set off I was a bit like I don't feel like I just want to stop Or even slow down So I mean, the dog just carried on And off we went On our merry way Um Completed it Wasn't convinced Because I had all this pain going on I really struggled through the fourth And final lap Of the park run I was like this is going to be a bad time Um Few weeks back there was a really good timekeeper at the park run. They would shout out the time every sort of five or ten seconds. Um, but since then that person hasn't been doing the time and the timekeepers don't either don't tell you or kind of just seem to forget. So wasn't sure of the time, came across the finish line, stopped the watch, and then went to wait for, Le- for Leanne. Who was half a lap behind me and the dog pushing a pusher. Absolutely amazing. Absolute. Just absolutely bossed it. All I could think was, I would have never been able to do that. I'd have probably got half a lap in and been like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Um turned out after all the dust settled. Another personal best. so so far, each park run has been faster. This one was uh, rather than the uh, the average two minutes faster, this one was now down to a few seconds faster. Um, but like I like to say, you know, every, every one of them has been faster and that has been my goal. At some point, I imagine that I'm gonna hit a bit of a wall um, and I will end up doing one that isn't faster. Um, That is a bridge I'll have to cross Um, However The realisation that I'm quite a way off um, Again I've been watching some videos about people doing like Sub 20 minute park runs um, And I'm a bit like I'm a long long way off that Um, Couple of gifts that I got for Christmas uh, were, Were purposefully picked ...and gifted to me under the uh, principle that they are designed to help me improve my speed whilst running. So, I'm going to see how that goes. Also, kind of hoping that they push on my weight loss um, somewhat. Uh, it's a very difficult time here year for weight loss. Uh, we will come to that shortly. Because uh, I do want to give a little update on that side of things um, So yes, we went and did a park run It was good There was mentioned that there was a park run uh, yesterday, Christmas Day Which part of me wanted to do A big part of me wanted to do it But then the, there was the other part of me that was like It's Christmas Day What are, What are people going to say? Um, so instead, I took the dog for a really long walk because that makes sense. Anyway, um, one thing that you definitely don't want is to get to Christmas Eve and for one of your children to go, Yeah, now's the time to be ill. Um, youngest daughter. Was was very poorly, Christmas Eve, Eve Eve, Christmas Eve night, very poorly, um, and because of that, was awake uh, a lot of the night, which makes for a very difficult time as a parent on Christmas Eve. You were the parents out there, probably, probably know what I'm talking about. Um, yes, a very difficult time was had by all. She was poorly, and we were panicking. Um, luckily, for everybody involved, there was the aspect that by Christmas sort of Christmas morning, um, it did seem to have passed, um, and we were able to get through the day somewhat unscathed um, but yes a very stressful christmas eve and in, in many in many different ways um not fun um i decided to finish christmas eve off uh, in the only way in the only way you should by waiting until it ticks over on christmas morning Your workout gear on, get on the treadmill, do a warm-up, then do a leg workout of all the workouts I could have picked, of all the possible body parts to attempt to exercise, I decided, let's do a leg day, and it was a brutal leg day, it was savage, and then Get yourself back on the treadmill for uh, for a cheeky half hour. Um, there's method in the madness. Uh, I didn't want to have to do anything overly exercise related on Christmas Day. So I was either going to have to do one thing or the other. One thing was wait until midnight and do a workout. Or wait until Christmas Day night... And get on the treadmill for like An hour and a half None of them sound super appealing None of them sound super fun But like I was saying to people You've got to pay for your Christmas dinner Somehow So let's just get it done um, I got I got done I got finished By about half one In the morning Took myself off to um, To bed In a roundabout way Ended up going, uh, attempted to go to sleep at about 20 past two, which was, uh, which was nice. And as I've said previously, not entirely sure what it is, but um, I don't go to sleep the way I used to. I was always in that camp of once my head touched that pillow, sometimes even before my head touched that pillow, I was gone. I was out of there. I was dead to the world by, by a lot of accounts. Nowadays, oh man, it takes ages to go to sleep. I would say that I'm not tired enough, but I don't even know if that's even possible with the amount that I've been doing. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, I read before bed or all this. Um, I don't know whether it's some kind of stimulation thing, but at the same time, I've never, I've never struggled in the past. So I don't know. It is a short version. Um what have I got left for you? Ooh. Um I should probably I should probably do the whole uh, trigger one. <laughs> this could this could be upsetting. I'm just I'm just gonna say it, this could be upsetting to some people. Um it will come across as bragging and you know let's stick with the honesty in some ways it is but in other ways it's just one of those (sighs) going back many many years i think this started when i was about 18 um i'm gonna get i'm gonna get real with you i'm gonna get truthful many years ago around about 17 18 um, somebody took a picture Somebody took a photograph of me um, And then when I saw the photograph Now bearing in mind I'm talking actual photograph There were no camera phones back in those days I'm talking an actual physical photograph That was printed out When I saw the picture I was like Oh my word is that what I look like um, I was horrifically overweight um, I looked like as, as the old saying goes I looked like 10 pounds of shit In a 5 pound bag um and it was what it was it was it was one of those things it spurred me on to do something about my weight at that point in time and um there is a picture of me i think it's probably about a year later and i look ill um I look borderline anorexic it's it, if you if you held the two pictures up next to each other, it's the question of which is actually worse. Um, so that's that. Around right about that time, um, I, I set up myself a goal. So everybody talks about how December's a terrible, awful, horrific month because. There's so much food, so much nice food. So you know, all the chocolates, all the sweets, all the puddings. Then you've got Christmas Day with your Christmas dinner, which is the highest calorie meal you're going to eat all year. And um, you know, we we would have like Christmas dinner at dinner time, and you'd be eating like Christmas pudding at nine o'clock at night because that's the only point in time you could possibly even consider putting any more food in your body. Um, it's a really difficult time. Of the year, and I set a goal, and the goal was to not put any weight on in December. I didn't want to put any weight on in December, especially Christmas day, and I did a variety of different things, which meant that you know year year in year out that was kind of a thing I was able to achieve. Once I reached a certain point in my life, once I reached a certain age, I kind of committed to being horrifically overweight, uh, I'm not entirely sure that that goal was a was a thing. However. In the years, uh, in the last few years, it's very much been a thing, to the point where one year I set myself a challenge of losing a stone in the month of December, uh, and achieved it. Um, it. Was maybe a couple of, couple of years ago, maybe all sorts of variety of different things. Um, but ultimately, the goal is to not put any weight on on Christmas Day. This year, it was uh, it was the only thing. Yeah, you know, the only thing I ate was my Christmas dinner. Um, the day before, I only had one meal or two, maybe. And then, like I said earlier, it's Boxing Day, so it's day after. It's also Monday, and Monday's weigh-in day. Uh, I can I can I can reveal that uh, as of. This morning I had lost 0.4 of a pound. Which on one hand is basically nothing. But on the other does mean that it's another year I can tick off. Did not put any weight on at Christmas. Um, which I don't think is too bad. Um, that's, the, that's the week. And it was the Christmas week as well. Um movie wise uh me and Leon managed to get in both diehards and uh don't really need to go into that. Um independently I've watched Mission Impossible four and five. These this is where they've all got names. I was like Ghost Protocols one Fallout Uh, is it Rogue Nation is that one of them can't tell you which is which I think the one I'm watching at the moment which is 6 is Fallout so the other two will be those those other ones that I said the names of um, I haven't finished 6 so I can't really talk about 6 um, but I have watched 4 and 5 and what I can say is something I've realised watching them this time round is The Mission Impossible films Have The thing you remember Do you remember Tom Cruise Slash Ethan Hunt <coughs> Climb up that building Climb up the outside of that building The biggest like, it was The biggest building in the world At one point it Might still be Don't know in Dubai, was it? Do you remember him doing that? Of course you do. Now tell me something else that happened in that film. Do you remember Tom Cruise hanging on to the side of a plane? Of course you do. It was in a, it was in a film. Tell me which one. Do you remember? Tom Cruise being in that big Water turbine thing Yeah Of course you do It was a huge thing, it was a big thing in the film Tell me something else that happened in it Do you Like a lot of people Say, oh which one was that? Was that the one with Henry Cavill in? Of course you do Because this is how the Mission Impossible films Are categorised They're categorised by the one thing, you remember about them, the plane, the climbing up the building, the water turbine, the one with Henry Cavill, the one where, um, Jesus, Philip Seymour Hoffman was the bad guy, but outside of, like, the, the huge key moments in the films, there's not a lot else that stands out you're not going to be like oh there was that that, that, that car chase the, the thing where the car chase and that thing happened you know is there going to be a motorbike in the film probably but can you tell me which film had the motorbike that wouldn't start can you tell me which film had the red motorbike you know, it's it, that sort of thing. It's like they all blend together because a lot of the rest of the film is quite unremarkable. They're enjoyable watch. I saw something the other day that where uh, somebody had tweeted saying that they, they've realized recently that Mission Impossible is the last gasp of uh, of great action movies. I was like, yes, but largely they're quite forgettable. Because you remember the key moments, but not anything else. The weirdest thing. I, I, I said I wasn't going to talk about the sixth one, but I'm going to say something about the sixth one because it's really standing out to me as being just, just, just weird. The bad guy from the fifth one is the bad guy from the sixth one. I think. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. I can't, I'm, I'm watching them. And I can't even tell you what's going on. I think the bad guy in the fifth one is the bad guy in the sixth one. In the fifth one, he's clean shaven and mostly wears glasses throughout it. And in the sixth one, he's got a big bushy beard. And he looks like a different person. It's the weirdest case of... Like, a simple change can make someone look completely different. It's... They're good films, they're enjoyable films I've gone into stuff in the past about um, my dislike for certain actors Off screen personalities Probably leave that one there But as far as the films are concerned You can't argue with them being good films, they're good action films I would say that they are in a lot of ways largely forgettable. I'll give you an example. Um, Weirdly, and almost randomly, I I was bought the Mission Impossible box set for Christmas. As in, I got it yesterday. Yes, I know, I understand. It's fine. Reason being is, because I've said, I am probably going to watch these again... And I'm going to ask my eldest if she wants to watch them with me. Because I think she might enjoy them. But I'm happy to sit down and watch them. Literally, if she, if my eldest was like, yeah, I'll watch them with you. I'd happily start them tomorrow. Because I feel that although they're quite probably quite good films. They're quite forgettable. So I could probably sit down and watch them again, having just watched them. I'm not entirely sure it's a criticism, I've seen each of the Mission Impossible films many times, and I'll probably watch them many times more, so I don't think it's a criticism, I just think it's a weird, almost like a quirk, maybe, I don't know. Um, obviously, being like that time of year, it's a it's a busy time of year, it's a hectic time of year. So, not watched a huge amount of like any of the TV stuff I've been watching. I think I watched like one episode of Archer. Maybe um, played a little bit of the computer games, but only a little. Uh, I went back to playing Gotham Knights, playing as a as a different character to the first time I played it through. Um, if if it if it was lacking shine the first time through, it's definitely lacking shine playing through it the second time, um, which makes for a difficult playthrough. Um, I got some games for Christmas. These are the games that you're going to be hearing about for probably the next. Few weeks if not the next few Months depending on how long they Take to finish or play or replay Or whatever I have seen a thing recently That said that God of War Ragnarok Is getting a new game plus In The spring I'm going to go out And let me say it's probably going to be something like March Um, The moment it gets a new game plus I'll play it again so There's probably that to either look forward to or not But I did get some New games for Christmas I'm not going to tell you what they are Apart from the one I've played And I've only played the beginning But that game is I I, I got the new Saints Row It's a long story Which involved me buying it for myself And Regretting it maybe Go back to something from earlier in the podcast Um, Anyway let's talk about Saints Row I have played Saints Row for probably about an hour And I can tell you this much It's fucking terrible. In some ways. Now, which ways? It looks like a bag of shizbut. It looks terrible. It looks awful. The first cutscene started, and I went, Did somebody make this game for the PS2? Because that's what it looks like. It looks terrible. Already I've experienced multiple glitches Had a fight with somebody on a staircase But instead of being on the staircase It was six foot off to the left But still at the same height As if you were halfway up the staircase That was like in the first few minutes The... the, uh, the, Oh there's these characters Alright okay They're so two-dimensional, it's painful. Oh, this is the driving, this is the shooting. It, It was always a pride of place that Saints Row wasn't Grand Theft Auto. They were very much a... We're not Grand Theft Auto, and we're not trying to be Grand Theft Auto. Okay, fine, great, wonderful. But do try. It's like this game... They've gone, we're not Grand Theft Auto and we're not trying to be Grand Theft Auto And we're also not trying It's so incredibly lacking So painfully lacking The shooting feels weak The driving feels weak The characters feel weak The fact that I've been playing it for, like I say, for like an hour, and I don't understand what's going on, it's Saints Row. Do I need to be confused by the story? Is that that a thing? Um, As I always say, I will continue to play until I can't play anymore. If I'm honest, I I kind of wanted to turn it off. And put something else on of the of the many other games that I got for Christmas. Because it was like, I feel like this is a waste of my time. Um, I have been told that it's actually a relatively short game. So that could have some bearing on how much I play of it. But I did want to put something else on. So, there's that. Um... As with anything like this, I will update you lovely people with um, any sort of progress with it as a game or whether I switch to playing something else. Um, that's that. That's the, to me, Christmas edition of The Darkest Time on Podcast. To you, well into the new year. So probably feels weird. Mm, one of these days I'll probably address it, but... <laughs> Not today, I'm afraid. Right, lovely stuff. Uh, I will speak to you guys later. So there we go, what do you think, I know, Christmas episode, two, three weeks after Christmas. But what can I tell you? It's the way they're recorded. And there was non-Christmassy stuff in there too, I think. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Make... 2023 the year that you subscribe to uh to podcasts and youtube channels and make sure that this one you can also check out our website it's thecookiecast.com there we've got social media links and an email button so that you can get in touch with us um that's it that's it for this one until next time i'm gonna say bye and i'll see you then Just listened listened to another another episode episode of Cookie Cast. Thanks Thanks for listening.